Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Okay, let's get stuck into the bobbers. Nice little segue off the back of that chat with Heeshaw. I might go to you first, Hodgie. There's been some efforts that have been highlighted uh, during the week that were really poor. When you watch Eston at the moment, what, what's your biggest concern? Um, I guess my biggest concern for them at the moment is is their depth. I think if you look at a team like Melbourne, who have had look a number of their premiership team that have been out at the start of the year, they've had blokes, mature blokes, have been able to step up, play the role, um, remember back to Wiedemann who, who stepped in when Ben Brown was sick. Um, they've had Lever out for a lot of it. They've just been able to find blokes that have been able to step up, play their role. Um, you look through with Essendon, they are still a very young side, but people that have missed games this year, well, obviously Merritt's been out for, for a bit. He come first in their BNF. Snelling's been out for most of it. He come third. Stringer was fifth. Langford was sixth. Um, where, When I look at them, I look at... The blokes that are coming up are still trying to understand AFL football. And therefore, when you've got so many gaps with your senior players out, that's what you produce. You pr- produce a lot of efforts where blokes either try and run forward to get on the end of the ball. Um, you can look, you can be outclassed when everyone's not playing team defence. Um, and that, that does happen when you've got younger blokes at the, and too many younger blokes that step up and play on that side. So, yeah, I, I do know that there were a lot of, there was a, a lot of vision that was shown last week that you sort of sit back and question and go, are they on the right game plan? Are they disciplined enough? Um, but I feel once what, the football that I saw them play towards the end of last year when they had a lot of those guys in, they were doing that well. It's just that when you're missing so many of the senior guys, it does hurt the team and, and this is some of the, sometimes the performance you get. There's a few layers to this and I covered their game last week against Fremantle and being there live, you get to see a different dynamic and you get to get a bit of a feel of the game. And the way that I would describe them is they're picking and choosing, particularly this midfield group. And I was, I was looking at this group and the way they were going about it and they're not being asked to do anything they're not capable of. They're making a distinct choice in that moment to not chase, to not locate, to not be part of this team defence. And, and Hodgie speaks... You know, and that, that's really accurate. The, the whole definition of team defence is you have to work through the whole team. Now, on turnover last week, Fremantle, they weren't working through the whole team. They were working through 13 to 14 because a handful of them, which ultimately break the whole thing down, weren't defending, weren't locating. At times, they were walking. Now, the difficult bit is, you know, we're assessing them off the back of the first five games, and I'm assessing them off the back of two hours. Now, we'd all be lying if we sat here and said we've never done that. We've never, you know, taken a, you know, a shorter step or taken the easy option. We're all guilty of it, particularly as midfielders, where we all just want the ball in our hands. But the difficulty is and more scrutiny comes when you're not getting the outcome that you want. You actually get highlighted even more, whether you get heaps of the football or not. And they've got some really good inside midfielders. You look at Parrish. Like, Parrish's year last year was exceptional. But he had some moments on the weekend that weren't exceptional. And they get highlighted because you're held to a higher account and a higher standard, rightly so. But their inability to defend the ball when they are kicking inside their forward 50, it is then turned over. It was like a one, it was like little Burke Street. It was just one way. It only went one way and they had no capability of slowing the momentum or slowing the speed of the ball down. And it went from one end to the other. 
And at times, they didn't look desperate. They, they didn't look like they were prepared to do whatever it took to not only keep the ball in their front half and defend, you know, in a smaller space, but even to get back and support their defenders whose backsides were hanging out. And it's not their fault. Definitely They're often an outcome of all the things that happen up the field, like the forwards are on, on um, when they go forward. But it was just so disjointed. There was no team defence by definition. So, Dow, the, the question from the coaches then, and this is the scary one, is they can't do it or they won't do it? Won't would be my assessment off the back of last week. I don't think they're being asked to do anything they're not capable of. And there was examples shown on a handful of shows, and it's been spoken about all week, about particular players not chasing. Being there live last week, I can promise you within 30 seconds, those players that weren't chasing were sprinting to the far side to get the exit kick. Yep. They, 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 they're all tired. This is AFL football. It's not like everybody's, you know, just cruising around. They're, they're tired players. But you can't be tired on defense and then have all the energy in your legs on offense. It just doesn't work like that. Dale, with that, though, that's I think that you'll find that players play a similar way. And what you find when you're in a good, consistent team that's defending well, I reckon he would have still... Uh, sorry, who talked Parish? Parish still would have run those patterns last year. It was just the fact that the other guys around him were either defending and he was getting the end reward. That's why he was noticed so much last year. So well, I think we've all been in teams where you know the blokes that are going to defend and you know the blokes that are going to be 50-50 and we're going to run forward and get rewarded. Uh, and what happens is when your team isn't as good or those senior guys are out, sometimes it is a little bit more obvious to see because the ball isn't getting turned over. They're not getting the ball on the end of it. Where you're looking who's up the who's up the ground and who's cheating forward, and it's those similar players. It's just the guys around them aren't doing their normal role. So, I reckon if you watch this week, if you get the guys that are coming back from injury, I reckon those blokes are still going to be running the patterns. But it's just it's whether you can turn the ball over and get the ball to them. Um, that that's where I, I feel because he's probably doing the same thing as what he did all last year. But just the guys around him aren't defending as well. Hodgie, one for you. I'm going to put you on the spot here. I want you to go back to when you guys were dominating the competition for a handful of years in a row. And you guys had a really good team defence. But within that team defence, did you know that you had teammates that weren't ultimately doing everything they could defensively? And if so, how did you cover for them, I guess? Well, how, I guess that, that's the whole part is you, you played your role. Um, I'm not going to be someone who's going to be able to break open to the fat side and get that open outside kick going inside Fort 50 because my running ability just wouldn't allow that. <laughs> um, so I knew that that was my spot to stay back, stay behind the ball and try and squeeze up and try and get anyone else from the opposition who who, who was, was sitting forward. Um, it's the same as a forward. I know, I know that we had some, some quality forwards, but the times that we could move the ball well, we would find them out the back and they're one-on-one and they were excellent forwards, one-on-one in front of the ball and in, in deep in the Ford 50. But when we weren't transitioning the ball as well as what we could have, the coaches would look and say, why is he sitting in the Ford 50? Where he was doing nothing different to what he was doing when we were playing well. It was just we couldn't get the ball through their zone. And then you'd look up the field and that forward's sitting in the Ford 50. And then he gets yelled at by the coach for not squeezing down. But if we're moving the ball well, he gets rewarded, kicks the goal, and they say, oh, smart running ball. You, you read the play and you did that well. So... What I'm saying is you, you can't just look at the one person because he's probably been doing this for 12, 18 months mm. and running those patterns. But it's a lot of it relies on, as we spoke about with the St Kilda game last night, a lot of it relies on your teammates, them playing their role, and then the end result of him getting on the end of the ball. So um, I, I do understand what, you say, what you're saying. It does look bad. Like when, when, things don't, when things don't go well and you're not turning the ball over and then you look who's ran forward, you sit there and go, geez, he's cheating. But he, he doesn't just do that this game. It's been a habit of it and obviously they've been allowing him to do it in the past. Hodgie, you're playing halfback flank. 
last week and then getting ready for Anzac Day this week for the Bombers. We're playing a scenario. What would you be saying if you were halfback to those midfielders? Squeeze down. <laughs> nice and politely, I'd assume. <laughs> I think that's that. That's where and Essendon probably aren't at that at that stage. But when you've got blokes that have played together for a long time and you understand each other's role and you know that, look, if they're not there, you can go and talk to them and say, look, you left a bit earlier this time. We need you to stay a little bit longer. Wait for us to get hands on the ball and then you can go. That's a communication you can have with senior blokes and younger guys who are given that role to, to burst in front and try and get in front of the football behind their opposition defence. When you're missing so many of the senior players, as, as I said, with Merritt being out, Langford, Stringer, Snelling, a shield at times early in the year, missed the, missed the game. Um, you don't have the people around them just to have those conversations out in the ground just to get them to ease up a little bit and don't hedge your beds that early. Uh, and, and it shows. And as you said, some of the, the vision that you saw last week, it didn't look pretty. Um, but there's no doubt they'll have chats about it, and he might just hold. They might just hold <laughs> hold a little bit longer before they start trying to get in front of the football. Well, it sounds like they've had some some good chats. Uh, Andrew McGrath was fantastic on Sports Day. He had Matthew Lloyd there firing them at him pretty hard from an Essendon point of view. And uh, like St Kilda had these hard chats about midway through last year, didn't they? After they lost to Adelaide when they were overrun up there in um, Cairns, I think Cairns, it was. Like, it was also off the back of the week before against the Swans. They, yeah, they put yep. some things on the table. And if you listen to Andrew McGrath here, it sounds like the Bombers have done the same this week. So, Andy, it's a second uh, shocker in five weeks. I'm talking as bad as it gets. The Geelong was just a horrible performance in round one, and then that one on the weekend was was really, really poor. I, I believe you lack honesty as a group, and that's a that's a strong thing to say about a team. You lack honesty as a midfield, uh, and I, I just don't think there. Yeah, as I said, it's a hard thing to turn around. So you you just touched on things that aren't going to be accepted. What do you mean by that? Because I'd be interested as, as a, I'm interested and as a bomber supporter, what what isn't going to be tolerated that you have in the first five rounds? Because as I said, lacking honesty uh, gets you nowhere, and that's what I feel your midfield in particular does lack as a group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, a fair question, Lloydie. Um And the conversations we've had from Wednesday to this afternoon have been as open as they have been um, at my time at the footy club and. And we're really getting into the why and, and why things are happening out there. It's easy to see what's happening and, and comment on what we're doing wrong, but we're not trying to do the wrong thing. So it's figuring out why each individual isn't doing their role to the best of their ability. Um, and then uh, I think from a midfield point of view, a lot of our senior players are in there. So we need to stand up and take responsibility for what's going on out on the field. And um, we're taking taking it personally. Like myself, Darcy, Dylan Shield, um, are all in there, which are senior leaders of our football club, and and we need to stand up and and lead by example and show the younger players what what the Essendon way is. That's yeah, pretty strong stuff there from Andy McGrath. Let's see if they can produce that on Monday against the Pies in the Anzac Day match. Let's get another breakaway after. We'll just go through a couple of the other games and a couple of the other issues heading in to a big round six here on Crunch Time. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.